Hello, welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Series 3, Episode 51 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining back with us today as we continue with our study of February the 15th to February the 21st, covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 14 to 17, I uh, stand as a witness. And today we're going to dive into the actual Doctrine and Covenants text today, beginning with Doctrine and Covenants section 14, which is the revelation that was given uh, through the prophet Joseph Smith to uh, David Whitmer. And we're going to focus on two of the sections in the Conform Manual today, titled I Can Participate in God's Great and Marvellous Work, and The Word of God is Quick and Powerful. So uh, we begin uh, in Doctrine and Covenants section 14. It begins with a great and marvellous work is about to come forth unto the children of men. Uh, and I think it's interesting that this seems to be beginning a lot of the sections where the Lord is speaking to individuals and telling them what their role in this great and marvellous work is. Um, it's a wonderful testimony. Uh, and you just imagine that obviously these words are being given through the prophet Joseph Smith. And to be able to stand and, you know, be able to have the the inspiration and the and the direction to speak these words to what was his father and a couple of friends that were helping him, his brothers, uh, and another family that believed in him as, as, as well. It's not a lot of people. And yet, repeatedly, the Lord says that there will be a great and marvellous work. And I don't think any of them could have ever imagined just how wide and how immense this gospel would grow uh, in these latter days. It's now almost in every country of the world. It, it's there are millions and millions of individuals who have been blessed from this gospel, uh, and and so it, it was indeed the beginning of a great and marvelous work. In verse two, it says, "Behold, I am God. Give heed to my word, which is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, to the dividing asunder of both joints and marrow. Therefore, give heed unto my word." So, the, throughout the scriptures, really, we have the opportunity. Uh, to have the the word or the, or the word of God uh, be likened to certain things. So in this case, we have a sword, uh, and this is fitting because a two-edged sword is quick and powerful. Um, we say that it's quick and powerful because when a two-edged sword was first introduced or first created, it was far superior because you had both sides of the sword to be able to use. So it's a much quicker and much more effective weapon uh, than a one-edged sword, and um, so that's why it's referred to as quick and powerful. Dividing asunder the both joints and marrow, I think, indicates the power of God, the strength it has to change lives. Um, and I think that that is um, an important point to make. But when we think about, you know, this word of God being likened to a sword, um, we sometimes think about other times when the word, the word of God has been likened to other things. And in the Come, Follow Me manual, there's a great uh, set of five scriptures to have a quick look through and to see what other um, analogies have been drawn between the word of the Lord and an object and what that teaches us further about the word of the Lord. Because I think it's impossible really to put into words effectively um, what the word, of, the word of God is like. And so uh, in Psalms 119 and 105, it talks about how the word of God, and I'm not going to read all the verses because that'll probably take too long, but it talks about how the word of God is like a lamp onto our feet and it lights the way. So it's not just quick and powerful, but it's also illuminating. It's directing uh, like a light is before our feet. 
Um, in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 to 11, it talks about how it's like the rain and the snow continually falling from heaven. So this is so there's so many things linked with the word of God being um, linked to rain and snow. It is quite continuous. It keeps coming, uh, you know, um, even though there may, there may be cycles where there isn't the rain sometimes. It is very often here, depending on where you are, of course. I mean, I'm speaking from in the UK, which in which rain comes quite continuously. Um and so that's one evidence of that for me personally. But also it's life-giving, it's life-sustaining. Uh, without that rain, then blossoms and blooms and things won't happen. Um, and you see what, what it's like in places where rain doesn't come very often. It, it's very dry, it's very lifeless almost, uh, depending on how irregular rain comes. Um, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, it talk, it's the Saviour talking about how it's the bread of life that it's bread that nourishes and gives life once again. So again, there's that kind of idea that it gives life uh, and sustenance to us. Uh, in First Nephi 15, 23 to 24, we read about it being like the iron rod. And this brings in another dimension to what the word of God is like. It is unshifting. It is unyielding. It is as strong as an iron rod. And it also directs us and guides us sim similarly to the lamp. But the iron rod analogy gives us the idea of strength and um you know, not deviating from that course. And finally, in Alma 32, verse 28, uh, we get the word likened unto a seed, uh, which again is very different to an iron rod. It's very different to a two-edged sword. But again, it gives us another principle, another aspect of the word of God. And first of all, that it's a living thing. It is. It can live within each of us. And also it can bloom and sprout and grow. And if we listen to that word and we... Um, tend to it and cultivate it in our hearts, then it can grow bigger and bigger and it can grow to a massive potential um, to to direct and to give life to our lives. Um, and I just love the idea that all these things, whilst they're all very different objects, extremely different objects, um, they give us a an insight and a they shed a light on different parts of what the word of God is like. Uh, and I think that it's a really interesting exercise. So I strongly recommend, I mean, I, I've kind of given you some of the answers, but it is still great to kind of go through and read those and restudy that yourself. But um, it is a, a wonderful study to do. Um, then we move on. Uh, and in verse three, we read, Behold, the field is white already to harvest. Therefore, whoso desireth to reap, let him thrust in his sickle with his might, and reap while the day lasts, that he may treasure up for his soul everlasting salvation in the kingdom of God. So, of course, this instruction is being given because David Whitmer wants to know what he has, what he can do to help the work. Um, in the Come Follow Me manual, it says this, quote, When he met Joseph Smith, David Whitmer was a young man dedicated to his work on the family farm. But the Lord had different labor, a different labor in mind for David, though in some ways it was a bit like farming. Close quote. We're asked to look at the comparisons, and obviously in three and four we see the, the clear comparisons. It says, Yea, whosoever was thrust in his sickle and reap, the same is called of God. And we've obviously seen this field is white already to harvest, thrusting your sickle in um, analogy already. We've talked about it before for the, in the past few weeks a couple of times, uh, and it does come up quite often. And, and you wonder, why is that? But then you realize that when you look in the New Testament and you see parables of of um, shepherds and you see parables of, you know, um, of, you know, fish being fishers of men and all these things of that are like that. You realize that the savior 
at that time was teaching his parables in familiar um, concepts or circumstances. We talk about the uh, the parable where of the talents. We talk about the parable of the, the 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 work. I can't think of what it's called right this moment, but the workers that come to work in the field during the day, and then the last one in the last hour gets the same pay. And, and what that what kind of work they were doing. The savior taught with contextually understandable aspects of the time. They taught. He taught with fishes of men, uh, of fish about fishes of men, and so on. And so the Lord here is speaking to primarily farmers. The Smith family, the Knight family, the um, the Whitmer family were farmers. And so he's giving them teachings in parables in the way that they will understand and is very specific to their understanding. Uh, that they, if they want to be, you know, uh, farmers to in the kingdom, then they need to thrust in their sickles. They need to just get stuck in and do that work, that that laborious work that that will bring forth great blessings, and he's teaching it to them in a way that they will they will understand, and uh, is very familiar to them. The grand the grand Richard said this quote, and brethren, in this dispensation, when men were first converted to the church, they went to the prophet Joseph to find out through him from the Lord what thing they should do that would be the most pleasing unto the Lord, and most invariably the answer came back from the Lord through the prophet of this dispensation. <clears throat> that they should thrust in their sickles and reap because the harvest was white or ready to be garnered. And then he added, and if it so be that you shall labor all your days and bring save one soul unto me, how great shall your reward in the kingdom of my father be? Close quote. Um, we see great blessings promised for David Whitmer, as with everyone else that has asked for their, their guiding, the Lord's guiding hand to know what they should do. But we'll look further into the chapter next uh, tomorrow in the next episode to see what specifically were the promises and maybe potentially warnings that David Whitmer had when he joined uh, this gospel. Thank you very much for listening today. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this study. Please do continue listening to the podcast. You can subscribe to it. You can join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me if you'd like to share your own thoughts and study as well. Thank you for your time and until we meet again. <laughs>